like whether it's in business or whether it's in jujitsu, if you make the people around you better, what then happens? You get better. Why? We're building up the team. Yeah, dude. A rising tide lifts all boats. All boats. Okay, guys. Splendid Torch Podcast. Professor Pete here. I'm with Coach Pete. How are you, sir? This is a rarity. This is a Monday morning. Monday morning. Splendid Torch Podcast. Yes. We've got but, the uh, fire going after a fiery weekend of landscape and manual labor and a lot of sod laying. Sod laying. Good times. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do so, it. So uh, I wanted to get back in here early because there was something burning in my gut that I wanted to, to get out and talk about. So. It's very obvious what we do here, right? We, we do martial arts. And that could be, I think, misperceived as a very personal journey, right? That it's a very individual thing that, you know, you're only working on yourself. And we do our best to, to kind of flip that on its head and really reinforce the tribe. You guys are probably sick and tired of hearing me say tribe, but there's a reason we talk about that. But today... I want to take it one step further. I want to talk about your sphere of influence, right? Like the ripples that you personally have in the people's lives around you, right? You're the stone in the lake and the ripples that cascade out around. As you should be. Absolutely. Right? Um, so let's get right to it, man. So it's pretty obvious, like um, probably the most obvious way in which you influence the people around you in jiu-jitsu is, is your teammates, yeah. right? So. One thing that I want to get out of the way before we really dive into this is if you're listening to this and you're like, ah, you know, I'm not an influencer, I'm not a leader or whatever, it's it doesn't matter. Like you influence the people around you no matter what, Yep. right? Like just by walking into a room, you're influencing the people around you. You're going to have an impact on the world around you no matter what. And one of the things that I want us to all be on the same page about is you don't want, want it to happen by accident. Right, if you're just like completely blind to the fact that you have influence on the people in your life, I just have a sneaky suspicion that's probably not going to be a very positive one. Right? I agree. So let's get into it, dude. In terms of influence, influencing your teammates, what do you what do you think that looks like? I think being, I don't know. It sounds weird when you're saying like trying to be a, I guess kind of a role model, without. Without actively going out, puffing, puffing your chest out. Yeah. Because I think that's, I think anytime you, you're a chest puffer, you know. You're a peacock. The, a peacock. You, you're, you have to show how, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah. The message gets watered down. And, and I don't think that's a positive. I think people, thing. yeah, and people are not receptive to it. No, no. And I can't tell you how many people I, I unfollow on Instagram <laughs> on a daily basis. <laughs> I, uh, Just because they're a dick, man. Yes. I, like, and the problem is the message gets, uh, you said watered down, yeah. but it just gets like it's lost convoluted. It does. It, the, the value of the message is gone. Yeah. You know, if you if you present it, I, I've, it you know, you could present it to, you could present things two ways, you know? Yeah. Um, well, dozens of ways. Well, there's, but there's a positive way and a negative way is what right. I'm doing it, you know? And I think another way of saying that is like a subtle way. Yes. Maybe a humble way a is humble, a good way. I think humility, presenting things with, with humility. And you can't start every, you know, and this is, I hate with this. With all but, your accomplishments well, Yeah, well, that and the other one is me, I, I, me, yeah. me, I. Right. Well, wait a second. You know, the, the whole there's no team and there's no I in team and all that. I'm like, that's whatever it is. But um, it's more... If you could share examples 
without centering your, around yourself. Yeah. To say, I have, and again, I, I think we do this pretty well where we try to, we put people up on a pedestal around here. Mm-hmm. And there's reasons for there's it. There's reason. There's a damn good reason but for it. But the funny thing is, all right. If they, we sat here and said, look at me, look at Professor Pete, this is me, look at all the stuff that I've done, my school is phenomenal, my this, my this, me, 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 me. Well, it puts a bad taste. It in puts your, a bad taste. Dude, sometimes in your mouth. I think it's good that I haven't. I don't have like all these medals on my wall. Yeah, you know that I'm not a, a world champion. Sometimes that gets in the way. You know, and it's very it's human nature to make that like the focal point. Yeah. The worst is when people not the worst, but you know it's hyperbole. But we've all been there when maybe you're doing a seminar with somebody or somebody's visiting from another school, and they're showing moves and they have to tell you who they hit it on and in which competition yeah, yeah yeah like yeah this is how i you know this is how i got the the gold medal in, yeah. in 2007 at the whatever yeah um you don't need to do it like that and i think a great example is is battle yeah you know battle is is a special talent yeah and the, the thing is we all know it and it'd be to very, look at them you would not know it well to talk to him to you talk would to, not that's know what it. i'm saying to have a conversation with john battle is i'm like Dude, he doesn't mention any of his accomplishments. No, not at all. Ever. Not at Almost, all. Almost probably a little bit to a fault. Yes. You know, especially in, in today's promotion. like, yeah, like in, in today's jujitsu climate, like you have to be a self promoter in a yeah. lot of ways. Um, but he's so fucking talented and so exciting to watch. Yeah. These promoters are knocking down his door anyway. Yeah. Like every time there's a card, they want to yeah. have him on. He's going to put on a, a great he's gonna show. He's going to put on a phenomenal show. Right. But, uh, It'd be easy for him to talk about that. It'd doesn't. be easy for him to talk about like how how good he is. Yes. Like especially when he's teaching, he yeah. does not do that. No. And you know what's funny is he'll put up, he'll share a post, and it's one the one from um, from one of the belt promotions I think it was, or maybe it was the five year, and it's all his coaches on the side, and he's there with us. Obviously, mm-hmm. he was a, a lowly brown belt at the time, not the black belt that he is today. What a loser! What a bum! And he said. Something that's like you got, I get to learn from these guys all the time, and I'm like, learn from us. Yeah. Well, you know what he means. I know what he means. What does and, he mean? But this this goes back to his humility, and all of a sudden it's like I'm like, wow, I I have an influence on this this guy, and I it's, feel it's it, chitlin, this little chit, as I like to say, you raising chitlins. Yeah. You know, it's hard to chase a chitlin around. Did the you yard. get teary eyed? Because you tend to do that. No, no, no. The allergies are bad, so maybe, but. No, it's one of those things where it really brings into focus what we do and, Your how, influence. and, and the influence. Yeah, dude, and, and that's a really good example. I love that. I remember that post. Yeah. And, it, you know, that marked a few things for me. One, it, it, it was it, – it, it just snapped into focus, like you said, like how uh, how well the, the coaching group is performing. Yeah. Like it, it just – because that relationship – You know I was in that picture. Oh shit! Where, never mind. Yeah, I take it all take back. That, delete this. Yeah, delete Photoshop this. that. Um, but man, when you have a dynamic be- between what do we have six? Pretty much like you know full time coaches. Cool. Like we're all interacting constantly, day in and day out. Yeah, dude, that can get goofy. That those relationships can get kind of goofy, especially when there are marked discrepancies in like skill level, yes. in experience level, in like teaching ability, yep. which there are. Yes, we cannot sit here and lie to each other and say that we're all equal on no, all these fronts. You know, like we all, some of us have similarities. Yes. Like, you know, me and Tony say a lot of the same yes. things when we teach because he steals all my stuff. He's, he owes you. Admittedly, <laughs> he's he's become probably a better 
at least a little kid's instructor than, than I am. Yeah. You know, I still have some, you know, tricks in my bag. <laughs> um, but in terms of jujitsu skill, holy shit, dude, battle is, is something different. He is. And level, levels to the game. Right. But is he anything other than humble? Is he anything other than giving with all this new knowledge that he comes up with? Not at all. What we do all the time. We're here every day. Right. Every day we get to, we get. And dude, he give like, so we're, I'm teaching on Saturday. I was teaching, uh, what were we doing? Reverse Del Hiva, Kiss of the Dragon. And then when you spin underneath, if you can't get on the back, you enter on the legs. Yeah. And he was just showing me a couple little things he's been working on. And there, it was way better than what I was going to teach, <laughs> you know? And he just, and he's not like, Hey, this is the way you do it. Yeah. He's like, look, I like to do this. I think this is why this works. He's just super humble, man. Yeah. But in that same vein, w one of the things I was so proud of that post he put up when he was like, I get to learn from these guys. We knew what he meant. Yes. He, he, and he didn't have to say it. I don't even think he did. He meant like he's learning how to be a man. Yes. You know, like he's learning how to be a leader. Yeah. He's learning how to like set goals for himself outside of jujitsu. Like he, it's a two way street and he's very humble about it. And it was, you know, it's, it's it, that great, was refreshing. It's very refreshing. And, and as one of the, as the elder statesman of the coaching staff, only in age, mind you, um, it's very humbling to hear that. And it's, yeah. and, and again, it goes back to, well, there is an influence that takes place here on and off the mat. No so, matter what. No matter what. And it's how you do it and how you carry yourself. And I think the one thing we all do here as a, as a staff very well is we all carry ourselves um, as a, uh, we represent, we represent the shield well. Yeah. You know, we, we really do. And I think that that influence is carrying over to him in a world where it's, you know, King Kong standing on top, puff, pounding themselves in the chest. This is a guy that's got a skill set that's, I mean, I don't know what the percentage would be, but he's a very high-level guy, yeah. obviously. He's very uncommon amongst it, unco uncommon men. Exactly. And he, he doesn't have a chest to pound, basically. <laughs> yeah, he maybe want to do it hurt real bad. He's like, man, what's my sternum hurt? Stop beating yourself <laughs> in the chest. But no, he, you know, he, he just carries it so well. And that is influencing us. Yeah. We sit there and go, man, we got this kid here two times on EBI, or three times EBI, right? Three times he and he did yeah, the, uh, they, they yeah, did the did the overtime rules the shootout thing He's which done was ridiculous great stages always on finishers does the uh, I mean how many, how many times have we've seen him at finishers always doing well fight to win fight to win yeah he's a gamer you know? dude oh and it's awesome and even after he won the belt at fight to win and he had two belts because they forgot what his weight was but you know they he had two belts you know it's you never saw him really. Unless it's promotion time, like that's the I hate doing that. He doesn't do it. He still doesn't. He do still it. doesn't do it. I do it because I'm, Dude, I'm a nobody. Guy, and remember that kid Dennis was tickets. trying to get him to talk shit. Yes, and he's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, like I'm not. What are you? He like literally on on Instagram was like, "Oh, what are you doing?" Yeah, like I'm not playing I'm, this stupid I'm not game a shit with you. Talk yeah, man. which is great, dude. Because I, you know, it's and I, I've had somebody. We were I, we were golfing when I was down in South Carolina golfing. My brother in law is like. Talking mad shit. And he goes, you're not saying anything. I go, why? I don't need to talk shit. Oh, you're not a shit I'm talker? I'm not a shit talker at all. I mean, look, we're on the mat. Like, if I'm rolling with battle, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna say shit to him. But then no, he's going to be on yeah, my back. You're not a shit talker. You're a ball breaker. I'm a ball breaker. There, there's only, like, maybe one or two people I'll I'll talk shit to in yeah, the middle Brandon of the roll. Is Brandon one is one of them. Like, Brandon, I'm about to take you back, dude. And there's yeah, nothing you can nothing do. Nothing you can do to stop it. Yeah, battle's fun though, cause he'll, you know, the only time I'll talk shit to battle and when we're training is when he takes my back. Yeah, 
you know? So it's not like I'm beating him up talking yeah, yeah. shit. It's, he's getting behind me. I'm like, I'm going to fucking punch you in your face. I'm going to ground and pound you battle. Um, yeah, man. So, you know, I want to get back on track a little yeah. bit because this is really important. Like your sphere of influence. That's that's the people you, you encounter like on a daily basis. And if it, again, if if, if it's ha- if your influence is happening by accident, like uh, haphazardly, if you will, and like you're just letting it happen, like however it may, and you're not aware of the way you're interacting with the people around you and, and how you're influencing them, it's just not gonna, I don't think it's gonna be a positive thing, right. or at least not as, as impactful you as, as it could be. You don't wanna be contrived though either. Right, well, the, the other line. point is like, yeah, line. you can't it's fake self-awareness. It. It's self-awareness. You have to be aware that you do have impact on everybody around you. Yes. And I think that that's that's what, that's why it's so important to, again, have the awareness that yeah you know i mean well, dude, there's so many you're bad saying examples. awareness we're saying this like it's so easy to do it's really not it's like not self, it's uncomfortable self-awareness it is one of the most challenging skills to develop yes. right but here let's simplify it here's a good way to think about it we say all the time like be the thermostat thermostat not the thermometer yeah. M- meaning like you walk into a room to train don't gate don't like lick your finger hold it up in the wind like oh shit oh, it's gonna be bad people day. are dead today yeah. You know, you said it. Like, yeah. let's turn up the let's heat a little bit. Um, but a really easy way to think about it is like, don't be fucking mopey. Yeah. Don't be mopey, dude. Yeah, we're laughing because like <laughs> we all know. Like, yeah. don't be that guy. Yeah. You know, because what happens when you're mopey? You fucking bring everybody you down bring around down. you. Yeah. And that's the most obvious example. Like, you go to a barbecue and you're you like, oh, did you see the COVID deaths yeah. today? <laughs> like, man, come on. Grab a cheeseburger. Smile a little bit. Like, let's play horseshoes. Yeah. How about you, that? The last thing one here is, hey, how's it going? You know, you come in a full of ball of fire. Hey, how's it going today? You know, cancer oh, my cat died. Wah, <laughs> 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 It's like Debbie Downer on yeah, Saturday Live nobody needs with, with Rachel Dredge. <laughs> they just found a new strain of feline aids yeah dude that's that's probably the most um you know obvious and like simplified version of this but but here's what i and i like that you said it can't be contrived like don't make it corny don't force it but if you do it with self-awareness and you do it with intent yeah that's when you can get really positive results and what i want to harp on today is and maybe this is selfishly is like we're seven years in, in here at McHughBJJ, and my my dream, and I know that sounds fucking corny, man, but I'm getting to that age, yeah. and we're getting to that level what where, like, what age would that be? Shit, how 37? I'll be 37 in a couple months. You fossil. I know. No, it's just it's more like where the school is at. Yeah, you know, it's like you I want different. Scale. I want us to. I I just you know what it is, dude. This fucking thing that we have here is so special. It really is incredible, and it's getting to the point like. Like I was at a soccer, my nephew's soccer game the other day, and some guy was like, you, "Do you own the jujitsu school?" I was like, "Yeah." And he's asking me about the school. Sign autographs. I, dude, I'm very, you know, set up a table. I don't even. I, he's like, "You got a business card?" I'm like, "No." McHugh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I got my McHugh hat. Just yeah. go to the website, dude. Um, but we're at the point where I think COVID might have helped with yeah. this. Like, what would you think COVID did for us? Well, you're sitting in your house most of the time, and I think that through boredom of not leaving your house, you just start checking different things. What could I be interested well, in? Well, you're what talking about the influx of new students. No, no. I'm just saying people outside are starting to – things are just going across news feeds all the time. People are spending more Before time Before we get on that, this okay. is important. Right. I, w- I want you to think for, uh, for our nucleus, yeah. for, for the – 
you know, the mainstay, the pillars of the school, for the people who made it through COVID with us, yeah. what do you think happened to that group? Oh, it got tighter. Tighter. 100% tighter. Right. And it, like, it really... And this is that trickle down where people start, and this is more of, uh, you know, like I was saying, you know, you throw a stone in a lake and then you get the ripple effect. People start to notice that, you know, in the middle of COVID, people are like, oh yeah, well... It's not that bad, dude. Why? Why? Where's all this positivity? Because we had from? we had our tribe, we had tribe, and we were getting after yes. it, and we were we had all these amazing yeah. things, and and we found we ways to make it work. And again, I don't want to you know dive back into the COVID, but the point being, but that it, it's a prime example of what happened. It's a really it is, prime it example is. of the positivity that we had. So here's the thing: before COVID, we had a, a great thing going. It was really incredible. COVID happened, and. It made us stronger. It made us tighter. Made us better at what we do. It gave the students that we that stuck by us through the whole thing. I think a greater and deeper appreciation for what we have here on the mat. Yeah. And then all these this huge influx of new students. They're coming into this environment where it was already awesome before, and now we're all just like, "Oh man, yeah. we're just exuding all this light of positivity." Yep. Because we know what we had, what we kind of lost, what we fought to get back. So the newest students are benefiting the most from that. Yes. Talk about sphere of influence. Like they're walking into this environment where it's like, boom, they just get hit by like yeah. this ray of light. Now here's my thing. This is where I think we're at. And and this is not far-fetched to think it could be done. We've got this, you know, big group, like a big tribe, and it's special to the point where people are hearing about it that yeah. don't really train. Like how do we make these ripples go out a little bit further? And, and you got to... Be, like when you think about it, think about it through the lens of this. Like there are people who train, yeah, right. There are people who can train and are gonna. Beyond that, there are people who don't train and probably won't, yeah. right. And we all have those people in our lives. Yeah. They're cool too. Don't push them off a bridge, and you know they're fine. Yeah. And then beyond that, there are people who don't train and can't. Yes, they physically, you know, or whatever, whatever. cannot. Yeah. So and you know I got this from my uncle. I stole this from my uncle, but. It, you know, I've always known that he says the, these things, but now I'm like experiencing it firsthand. Mm -hmm. How do we fucking get these ripples going to positively influence the people outside those rings? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think the best way to do that is what we're doing, really. Yeah. You know, and I think conversations like this are huge, especially when our students listen to it, because hopefully what's going to click is, oh, wow, we have this special thing. We have this amazing thing. And, you know, I, I, I do have, like, a different version of myself when I'm on the mat. How can I be that person outside the mat? Yeah. And then how can I influence the people in my life positively? Like, yeah. what does that sound like? What does that look like? You know what I mean? Yes, I do. What do you think? I think, and, you know, when you, I, again, I think that the way you carry yourself on the mat is how you carry yourself in life in most cases. Dude, that's, I... For and I'm not you. talking. About I, I don't think. I don't, I don't think, think in so. a competitive nature. I don't think. I'm not. No, talking I know what you mean. What I'm saying is, I could be wrong, but I think when people walk in here, they stand up a little bit taller. They open themselves up a little bit more. And we talked about that True. last, and, and last and podcast. I agree with that. I agree with that. But I again, I think if you have a per, if you have a person with uh, that have you know major character flaws, it'll show on a map. Yeah, I think it'll show on a mat. I think there's examples all over the place. They're here. They're at every school. Don't bullshit me and tell me they're not, because everybody has. Dude, I'm not rolling with that jackass today. I'm gonna get hurt if he comes in. Yeah, you know. And I, I, I think it's the that they're. You know, again, I think a lot of it shines through, and it, it doesn't have to be the way they train. It could be 
this guy's geese stinks like ass. Bad hygiene. Bad yeah. hygiene, stuff like that. You you just kind of get a feel for the person. You right. know what I mean? You just kind of, you know, if you get somebody that's a, a bigger guy rolling with the smaller guy, and especially when we're doing our two and twos at the end of the class. He's being a dick. Being a total dick. I'm like, that. you're showing how you most likely are in different posi- right. different ways of life. I'm going to cut in because you're, you're hitting on something. And I stole again. I stole this from my uncle. My, you know, my uncles. I'm I'm blessed with some really very blessed powerful mentors. Uh, my uncle being one of them. He put up a post today. He's a big Stephen Covey fan, and he always has been. And if you I don't didn't know, see Ste- his post today. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, you might have to carve out some time. It's it's a long read. <laughs> um, but anyway, he's a huge Stephen Covey fan, and you'll hear me when I'm teaching. Sometimes I'll I'll reference yeah. one of the seven rules for. Uh, Highly effective people, seven habits of yes. highly effective people. Um, you know, like begin with the end of mind, put first things, things like that. And rule four is what my uncle was talking about today, which is think win-win. And that's all about like reciprocity, mm-hmm. right? And like what you were just talking about, that big guy beating up on the little guy, that guy's a dick. Yes. And he's thinking win. He's not thinking win-win. Yes. And in fact, he, I'll take it a step further. He's thinking win-lose. Yes. Like, I got to beat you, and you have to lose. Yes. You can't train like that, dude. No, you can't. You can't. It's not sustainable. No. You know, like, I'm gonna, we're going to beat you up first off, and nobody's going to want to train with you. We know that. We've beat that dead horse. We could beat it again, it's get some anger first, out. It's not going to be the last. Yeah. So the point is this, though. These lessons, like, hopefully, the hope is this. If that 250-pound guy who's, you know, the white belt comes in, and does two on top, two on bottom yeah. with the 150-pound white belt and smashes him, yeah. hopefully he's going to learn the error of his ways, not only because he's being a bully, but there, he's not gaining anything from that. The one thing you might gain from that if you're the big guy smashing a little guy yeah. is there's that weak part of you that needs to win. You're satisfying that one little part yeah. of you. That's the only thing you're gaining from that. You're not gaining technique, skill, compassion, Character, you plateau when you y- do you that. You fucking you stunt you, your own growth, big time, dumbass, big time. And there's a couple examples. I mean, there's nothing to gain. There's nothing to gain when you're doing that. You're young. You're a big guy. You're one of the fastest moving. Dude, guys hold on. People may not realize the alternative. Can you explain it to everybody if you are like say that white belt? Yes. And you're huge and you're athletic as hell. Yeah. And the guy you're training with is smaller and unathletic. Yeah. In your head, you might be like, dude, I'm just doing the techniques from class. Yeah. How, how, what should that training session look like for both of them to benefit? Especially at the white belt level. Do you baby that little guy? No, you got to give Do you him allow him to like beat you up? You're not going to let him beat you up. So what should it look like? You have to have a little give and take. You have to have a little bit of success. Uh-huh. Otherwise, the person you're, person you're training with, your battle buddy, is never going to learn anything. He's yeah. never going to be able to, because, you know, we always talk about, especially with the kids' class, this is your chance to tune in your live fire, right? You're able to go out, you're able to do live fire in a controlled environment. We're at the end of the class. Things are going well. You know, you got to have a little bit of success here and there. Otherwise, yeah. you're never going to go anywhere. You're never going to go anywhere. And the worst part is that person is going to go, this shit's not for me. Yeah. And, and that's, so that's, here's that's where, the bad tendency. Here's though. where our, our explanation of this kind of becomes unfair. Because it's so nuanced, and we're we're asking yeah. a lot of people to to be very self aware. Yes, and there there's a lot going on, man. You're taking in like all these different inputs, and I get it. Like, I'd rather you err on the side of being too successful. Yeah, but 
it, it, it's not beating the shit out of the guy. That's the key. So it, I guess the thing is this, you have to learn that very fine line of like handicapping yourself. So if you're 50 pounds heavier than somebody, you've got to release some of your, the body weight, you yeah. know, like get some of the tension off the guy. There shouldn't be so much pressure. But if you do that, like you say, you hollow out your hips a little yeah, bit, you're not leaning your shoulder into the guy and you could still dance around and submit him five times. You're still winning. Dude, go ahead, yeah. go ahead because you're still sharpening your axe. Yes. Like you're still developing skill. But if you're a hundred pounds heavier than somebody and you're just fucking laying on top of his face and like driving your forearm into crap. his throat, get the hell out, man. Yeah. Get out. I, you know, I'll let you do it once. Yeah. Right? We don't because need to see that though. There's a little bit of value, I guess, in the guy on bottom. Yeah. Because when he stands well, he's up, he's gonna be tough. Yeah, I'm gonna put my arm on his shoulder and be like, dude, it's never gonna be harder than that. You yeah. made it through. Now anything is How possible. How many times have we had that conversation with someone? A bunch. A bunch. And, and it's, it's true. never gonna end. It's never gonna end. And they are gaining value out of it. The problem is, is that two minute interval that he's in there rolling with said Richard Cranium there. And the guy's just driving elbows into him, you know, trying bouncing elbows off his ear, knees, you know, heavy knee on belly, pulling up on the lapel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really it's kind of just a crappy thing to do to somebody it's that's your teammate. I mean It's terrible. It's forgivable when they're when they're early on in their journey. It's yes. forgivable. You but know, when you and see like, a purple belt or a blue belt, oh, then, man. then it's it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable, right? So you try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And the the thing is, you know, to bring it back not to the metaphysical, yeah. you know, because this does have daily application, but the hope is this, man. The same way that that the, that white belt is learning how to be a better teammate, you know, he he's got to learn that very fine line and you know that very nuanced dance of sharpening his own axe, being able to execute his own techniques while ensuring that training partner who doesn't have the same tools he has has the opportunity to do the same has thing. That's very nuanced, right? Yeah. So that's not going to happen overnight. No, it's not. Even it, under the the most expert guidance, which you know, we're not Danaher, dude. You no. and I, I don't know if you realize that. We're not John Danaher. I'm not Ricardo we Almeida. Have way too much hair. Yeah, right. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Um, Danaher used to have a monster comb over. I don't know if you were around I for remember, that, dude. I see, we got to yeah. find some pictures of that. That's glorious. But anyway, just like with the point being like, all right, I don't think I could break jujitsu down to its most fundamental uh, mechanics yes. like Danaher can. I don't yeah. think anybody on, on earth really can. But I also bet that Danaher has sit has sat idly by while a 250 pound guy <laughs> white belt smashes the face of a 150 pound guy you yes. know believe me i've and i'm not taking anything away like he's one type of, of instructor trying to accomplish something yeah i'm a different kind but i know a lot of horror stories i know a lot of guys who stopped going to like his monday noon class yeah just because of the environment was too you know kill or be killed yeah it, it was survival of the fittest law of the jungle we don't have that here. No. But we also understand it doesn't happen overnight. Yes. You know, so like we give people a lot of wiggle room. Like, dude, full transparency, like I brought Juliana on, which she's, you know, operating above my expectations. Yes. But one of the things is she's like, I gave her kind of the reins for the social media and she knows I'm like a freak, man. Yeah, yeah, she knows I'm a control that. freak. Yeah. Like, I'm grammar is important to me. <laughs> like verbiage, <laughs> diction is important to me. And messaging is very important to me. But I was like, you also have to understand, Juliana, like I'm a very forgiving guy. Like I give you a lot of room to, to mess up. So yes. like the way I explained it to her, I was like, just go, be a white belt. I'm gonna course correct if we need yes. to, but you're allowed to make mistakes. Yes. And it's the same way when you're a white belt, dude. It's expected you make mistakes. It's expected you're gonna be a bully every once in a while. You have to. 
You have to. Why? Because you know, one, you got to protect yourself. There's that. Yeah. And one thing is, you have to give it back. If somebody's giving you something, there's you that. Give it back. Right now, we've all seen Discovery Channel. What do the like baby tigers do all day? The baby lions. What do they do all day? They beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, and then mom, mom will walk by and backhand them and like separate. Keep them in line. So there's value in that because it's it's uh it's not actually combat. It's uh, simulated combat, which is what play really is. It's really what play is. So sometimes play gets a little rough, but that's where you learn to course correct. That's where you learn like your boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. So there's wiggle room there. Now, I know that was a long-winded thing to say. Those very same lessons that where you're growing and becoming something a little bit better, a little bit more refined, a little bit more skillful on the mat. I hope to God that you're learning those lessons, you know, internalizing them and presenting them outwardly here. when you leave here. Yes. Right, like, yeah. what do you think that would look like? How how could let's take that that avatar, that two hundred and fifty pound guy, yes, who's smashing that poor one hundred and fifty pounder, and it's probably like one hundred and thirty pounder white yeah. belt. But over the course of six months, we know he's not really doing that anymore, right? Yes. In this environment, you mature. What do you think? He, how would that present itself outwardly in the outside world? I think. Like and like, because you're more of a normal guy than I am. Oh like, yeah, I'm fucking weird. I spend most of my time in the school or in my backyard. Yes, or in my wood shop. Yes, I'm in my basement. You interact with people that are not in geese. Yes. So what's that like? It's again, it's a presentation. How you get? How do you present that? You know, I th- that's such a tough question because if you don't have an understanding, if you're, you know, you have a blank sheet of paper that doesn't know anything about jujitsu except it's a bunch of us wearing pajamas trying to choke each other. The silly suit. Yeah, they, they think of they think more of the UFC. Oh, I don't want to get punched in the face. You're not going to get punched in the face unless it's a wayward cross face. We'll say. Yeah. So try to present it in a positive light and present what we do here. And using the positive example, oh, you're going to have a 250-pound guy with a 150-pound guy, and they're going to have a go-between. But then you got to fill in the blanks, kind of say, but there's also obviously the weight disparity. Not every 150-pound guy is going to be able to lift a 250-pound person right. off their chest. So it's, you know, it's not, you know, pushing. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's using the other skill sets that we teach you, whether it's your upas and your shrimps and so forth. But presenting that is a very difficult thing. Because explaining to service, somebody what we do here? Explaining. It's impossible. It's, it's not impossible. impossible. It's not impossible. Usually we're using metaphors. You know when it's, metaphors help. Do you know when it's very possible and easy to do when they're receptive to it? They have I think that's one of the big reasons like like Rogan and uh, Jocko. I think one of the reasons they send so many of their listeners to us is because these people listening to Jocko and Rogan trust them. They love them. They're yes. very receptive to what they say and they believe them. But if you're at like a backyard barbecue or like a baseball game <laughs> and you, you're just bullshitting with the yeah. guy and you're trying to explain jujitsu and he's not really, he's not like, it. he doesn't, it. it's not going to yeah. fucking land. I think a lot of times it's because they have walls up. People yeah, have pre- yeah, he's not receptive. He's not He's said, nah, just, whether it's I can't, which I say, no, you won't. Yeah. I don't have the time. You do. You just got to make the time. Right. Especially here, we have classes going all day from 6 o'clock in the morning till the night classes. I'm going to challenge you right now. Yes, sir. This might be good. Give me your, your elevator pitch. I've never trained before. Okay. I'm not even really asking you about oh, you're it. Killing me here. But you have to tell me what jujitsu is and why I should do it. Why should you? You do got it? like 30 seconds. I got 30 seconds. To yeah, we're right going on to the seventh spot. floor. 
Oh shit! Okay, here we go. So, so, oh yeah. Oh, you, you're wearing a shirt. It says McHugh Jiu-Jitsu. What is that? What do you guys do? Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's like uh, wrestling, using grappling arts, stuff like that. Self-defense. It's you know, it's good for you. It's good for your kids. It's good for your wife to learn all this stuff to defend them up. You know, stuff like that. I mean, it's really hard to put a pitch <laughs> together real quick. I just say, hey, let's look. So at here's the two. problem with the elevator pitch. When I tell you thirty seconds. Your fucking brain betrays you. Yes, that was yes. six and a half seconds. That was six and a half you seconds. Had, you I'm had so much time. Dead dude. pause, and I'm going. You're an asshole. What yeah. a moron. It's really hard to present it, especially uh, in an environment where there's you know a bunch of people going to listen to me and say this yeah, guy's a complete. I think moron. the best way people understand grappling when you say grappling. When you say grappling. I don't like saying wrestling because where where might that go? Well, they're gonna think WWE Stone Cold like that, jumping yeah. off the top rope, oh, yeah. drinking either that or the other thing is, and I will say this is if I've had conversation with friends of mine that were wrestlers, mm. and I've presented it as grappling, and they go, "No, you mean wrestling?" I go, no, "Grappling." I said, "It's grappling. It's it is wrestling is infused into it." Yeah, and it was why would you call it grappling? And I said, "Well, because wrestling is not the only wrestling is a very art. specific sport." Yes, I go. You're looking at like sambo. That's like why don't you call judo wrestling? Like yeah, they're different not. things. They're very it's different not. things. And I and I try to explain it to him. I says there's I go, if you had a you know when you take your kids to the county fair and they take the different sands and they make the sand yeah, art. Yeah. Jujitsu is a sand art. Because it is the different aspects of different it arts. It is. It is, man. But you can also argue that it's become its own thing. Well now it is. But I'm talking in the beginning. And when you go to pre- when you when you think of jujitsu when you try to present it to somebody, I think you're the foundation. You're, I think you're trying to Japanese deflect. Jiu-Jitsu. I think you're trying to hide the fact that your elevator pitch sucked. Yeah, dude, uh, you no, just, we just lost a potential student. I did, but I'm on an elevator, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, just bring up YouTube. I'm next not going to have say, Dana her talk I'm about not, it. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> somebody's going to go. If this is jujitsu, I have no idea what this. So, is. So, all right, here's the cool thing. Um, Simon Sinek. Do you know who Simon Sinek is? He's the yes. the start with Y guy. Yes. He's Canadian, but I won't hold that against them. Hey, I work for a Canadian bank. I know you do. So poor Canada. How are they doing? They they're opening still, up a little bit. I think they're starting still to open up down. a little bit, but they're still locked down. Craziness. So anyway, Simon Sinek. Out, I think till June. Simon Sinek has uh, a ton of great um, presentations and stuff out there. His claim to fame, I think, was his TED talk. Where he did the whole like like find your why yeah, thing, I saw that. That's and good. he talked about like he just drew like three circles on a piece of paper, and he was like most of like the problem that corporations have, and like marketers have and things like that is they start with like the center of their ring is like what they do, yes, and then it's like you know we make widgets and you know everybody needs a widget and like here's how we do it, yes, as you go out, and the problem is like you got to start with why like who you are fundamentally, and you know for us it's like. You know, I'm putting myself on the spot now, but I wouldn't start with like, you know, we do jujitsu. Like, yeah. it's, yeah, we do jujitsu, but like, we've got this special place, this tribe, this community of very tight knit, you know, positive, like, ambitious, like minded people who take care of each other. Yes. You know, we, and then the next ring would be like, you know, we train super hard because we trust each other. We yes. get after it and we're like, we're doing this beautiful martial art. And then the outside ring would be like, you know, jujitsu is like the way that we do it. Jujitsu yes. is the, the, vehicle the vehicle with which. Yes. So the thing about, you know, Jocko and Rogan, I think that makes them so influential. When somebody comes in, they really don't have any questions other than, like, where do I sign up? Yes. Because they already started with, like, Jocko and Rogan, they start with why. Yes. 
Yes. Like Rogan talks about jujitsu, like how it changes your life and like what it does for you. Before some people hear that time and again coming from somebody like Rogan, before they even see a clip of what jujitsu is. Yes. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's them starting with why. Now, how does that tie into what we're talking about today? I'm not telling all you guys to go out and be little marketers for jujitsu. That's not it. But what I'm telling you is, is that self-awareness. Mm -hmm. Like, understand what you're getting out of this. Because the truth is, dude, we're all getting something different. Yes. You know, like, like my why is different than yours, and, and what training feels like to me is different than for you. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it's less painful. <laughs> you know, it, and, and imagine, extrapolate that across the entire academy. Yeah. Like, and we're pretty similar, you yes. and I, except for the age difference. Yes. That's vast. Yes. But everybody down the line, they're all so different. They're all get, getting different things. My challenge to you is is do a little bit of introspection. Yes. Understand, like, be self-aware. It's challenging. And this is so fucking corny, dude. Oh, Hold on go. to the table so you don't fall oh, over. I got it. Go ahead. Find your why. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good talking to you guys. No, dude, look, you know what I mean. Like, please just be aware of what you're getting out of this. Yes. Be aware of what this is doing for you, right? Yeah. Even if it's only when you're in class. Okay. You like just fucking stop for eight seconds, take a breath, realize how you feel. Yes. Realize like what your brain is doing, what your body is doing. Yeah. Right. And then, and then when you've been training for a while, like if you're my purple belts listening or like my brown belts, you know what I'm talking about. Like after that third round, and you're sitting on the wall trying to get your shit together to go back out there, yep. soak it in, stop. Right. Like take note of like what it is that you're experiencing. And then learn to articulate it. Learn how to talk about it. It's and hard it, to speak on. It's hard, man. It's hard if you it's, it's, like it's hard, hard if you just let it happen to you. Yes. Which is what ninety nine point nine percent of us do. We just let the wave come over us. We experience it, which is great. Yeah. And then we just go home and you know, we go about our day. And if you can just like I don't know. You have be, to paint a picture. Sure. Trying to paint a picture and again, everybody's painting is gonna be different. Because everybody has a different why, so to speak. Right. Yeah, everybody has their different why. Dude, and we're all bringing different things to the table, different life experiences, different traits. And it, again, it's a melting pot. You yep. have people from all over doing all sorts and of different God. things. Thank God. Thank God it's a melting great. pot. We've got engineers. We got Silent Greg. We don't know what he does. We got, you know, we have. <laughs> dude, the funny thing about Greg, he's like in marketing. Yeah, I think he's in like insurance business or something. Yeah, he does like yeah. marketing or yeah. like sales for. I'm like, what? Really? You like call people yeah. and. Yeah, I'm doing, doing pretty well. My number is pretty good. <laughs> but well, yeah, I'm just thinking the different the the, the 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 mass difference in people we have at the academy. Yeah, you know, I mean, Miss Joe, right? Yes, uh, who's one of the elder statesmen, one of the one percent. Then you got, you know, uh, Wolverine, Nicole, kid, you know, a kid. She's not. If you if you don't know fucking Nicole, she's not a kid. She's, not she's a, kid. a kid. Yeah, she's a kid. she's like twenty three. Actually, she's like 24, 25. She's is she really? Kid. But she'll be nine years old forever. Yeah, yeah. And she, she hey, professor. Like, hey, you know, like, she's always, oh, it's so good to yeah. see you. But you have all the, and just, you know, that's just two examples. And, you know, I mean, we could go on and on and on. Dude, let's from, go a little bit deeper. We're not going to hurt anybody's feelings. We have people from every socioeconomic background. We have people who grow up in a coddled, safe environment. Yes. We've, we have people who come from a very unsafe, scary place. Yes. And I, my hope is this, man, and, th and this is what we're getting to, these ripples that I'm talking about. Hopefully, the lessons that we learn on the Met and the, the amazing things that we experience, which are very transformative. Yes. 
you know, like one of the things I like to say is like the jujitsu transformation is real. Mm -hmm. And usually I'll, I'll use that in an obvious sense, like Napoli lost 100 pounds, gained 50 of it back, by the way. But, you know, Napoli loses 100 pounds. That's obviously the jujitsu transformation. Yeah. But do you know what else is the jujitsu transformation is, is John Battle being able to stand in front of 50 adults in a room yes. and teach them with a powerful voice. Yes. You know, that's a jujitsu transformation. That's huge. And Confidence. the ability to think win-win is yeah. the jujitsu transformation because most of us are conditioned to think win-lose, a zero-sum game. That if if you win, that means I automatically lose, yeah. right? And that if you win a little bit, that takes away from how much I can win. Mm -hmm. And that's not a good mindset, dude. Yeah. There's another thing um, Simon Sinek talks about is an infinite mindset, an infinite mindset versus a finite mindset. Mm -hmm. Another way to say that is um, an abundance mindset yeah. versus a scarcity mindset. Dude, one of the things that I realized early on, and I was happy to do it because it makes my life, you know, better, and I'm not—I don't have to live in fucking fear as like a business owner, quote unquote. There should be a jujitsu school in every single town. Yes. Right. We're in Mount Laurel right now. There should be one in Cher. There are. Yeah. That's the truth. I yeah. mean, they're around. It's not like I'm open to it. It's—it's yeah. it's really it's already there, it's and already I, there. I accepted it. But it's not something I ever worry about. There's so many people out there, dude. We can't. We can't enroll them all. No. And they all should be training. That's why, like, I like to support the guys at Donato's, yeah. at, you know, Lisiaga and, yes. and Colin and those guys. I like to support them, even though you could uh, misconstrue it as they're my quote-unquote competitors. They're not. They're my colleagues. Yes. You know, like, Bongiorno is not my competitor. He's my colleague. Yeah. And that's – he's my fucking teammate. Yeah. That's a very different thing. But even the guys at Beacon, which was that – Two miles down the street. That's something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I wish thing. them well. Yeah. Really. I swear to God, I applaud them. Yeah. Um, you know, I send people to other schools all the time yeah. because you got to think win-win. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, the, and the, the whole point of me saying all this is hopefully you you have no choice but to, to learn that in jiu-jitsu. Think win-win. Yeah. I want you to do this for me, Pete. Like imagine like the advanced class, right? Like. And we're training live. So class is over. Like, yep. it's obvious we're cooperating during the drilling section yes. of class. But why? how is it also obvious we're still thinking win-win in Randori? I think one, one, one sure way is <laughs> don't let anybody sit on the sideline. That's a big one. That's a big one. Get them involved in the class. Get them in the training. Um, let the, I'll even let them dictate for myself. I'll, I'll let them dictate. Because usually senior student sits, sits yeah. guard. And if you you sit, go ahead, sit. Where do you want to work on? Let's train on. What yeah. do you want to do? What's going on? Let's go. Let's move. I'll, I'll let them move around. You'll let them set the pace. Yes. The intensity yeah. level. Again, that's the other thing is I usually let them set the pace. But all right, let's do this. Let's say you and I are both healthy, which is a fucking relative <laughs> term. Well, what? <laughs> Whatever that Whoa, means. Oh, you're a comedian. No, all right. Neither one of us are recently recovered from a <laughs> catastrophic injury. What would our role look like? Well, there's the it would not. It would not look like what you're talking about. Dude. No. No, and and this is different. I think that. Let me uh, put it this way. Yes. In two months from now, when you and I slap hands. Yes. From the feet. Murder, death, kill. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still win-win. Why? It's a win-win. We're both gaining experience out of it. We're both. Look, we both. There's when we roll, and I hate that sounds so corny. We because we're special. No, no we're, not dude, we're we're at the top of the food we're chain. It's okay to say chain. that. I feel weird saying that. You though. do, but shut up. It's fine. It's fine. But there's we have different. 
levels of gain, so to speak. You know, we're, a, we're we're getting different things out of the role. One, we're pushing each other. We're testing each other. Yeah, we're getting after each other. Because if we don't get after each other, then what are we doing here? We're just playing patty cakes. We're getting after each other with the sole purpose of improving each other. Not, I'm not thinking about, if I get a submission on you, awesome. Most likely not going to happen. If you get a submission on me, awesome. I get to work on my defense a little more. Yeah. There's, so that, this is an important distinction. When you, when you train yourself and you learn to think win-win, it doesn't. It doesn't really modify the way you attack somebody. No. Like you and I are still training super hard. Yes. Right. And you could take you out and take a guy from another school and put him in, and the role would probably look the same. But yes. the truth is, if if I'm training with that guy, uh, I'm thinking win lose. Like win, I do want to impo- yes. impose myself. So I think one of the big shifts that happens when you think win win is that level of consideration. So yes, consideration is the key. Yeah, I'm also avoiding certain things that I know are gonna like bump and bruise you, yes. right? I'm not gonna attack something that might roll your ankle while I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, there's just always that extra level of consideration. And then the other side of it is like what I like that you just said was, we're both. I'm trying to improve you at the same time, yes. even if I do that selfishly. That's the cool thing about win-win. Yeah, like whether it's in business or whether it's in jujitsu, if you make the people around you better, what then happens? You get better. Why? We're building up the team. Yeah, dude. A rising tide lifts all boats. All boats. I was just so the you better you're to it. Well, I'm smarter than you. Do. What's my name? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're gonna be wandering around outside with one shoot with slippers on. <laughs> That's to imply that I don't already. <laughs> I'm gonna have a picture of you fake driving a, 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 a Ford F one fifty electric. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Biden's fine. Uh, yeah, he's sharp as a tack. So when you when you learn to think win-win, it changes a few things, and it doesn't have to be your buddy. Like You can yeah. even have them win as well selfishly so that you can also gain from it. Yes. Ideally, you do it altruistically. But here's the shift that happens, right? Another shift. When you think win-win and your training partner, even though I keep thinking of Vandenberg. Yeah. Because he fucking goes after everybody. Everybody. But when he's, even like when I try to make him quit, like when I try to just drive his chin into the floor, because he could take it. Again, it's not me being a bully. He's tough as nails. Nails. When he's done, dude, and you can see, like he'll shake his head, he's appreciative. Like he understands that he just gained something, even though he quote unquote lost. He's got the win, learn mentality, which has been much maligned in jujitsu. Like, no, you don't. It's not you win or you learn. It's you fucking lose. Lose, yeah. That's that's a that's a way. shitty way to look at it, dude. That's how how you look at this picture. With, I'm presenting you this picture. How do you look at it? Looks like two bears shit in the woods. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Well, how can you? Why would you say that? You know, I mean, it's because that we're all conditioned, dude. It drives people insane that somebody doesn't just wallow in a pit of despair. Yes. And they're they're really they're making a, a an erroneous comparison, I think, and I could be wrong, to you know the win or you learn thing to uh, the participation trophy. Yeah, it's not the same not thing. The same thing. You know what I mean? Like, if you go out there in a competition and you lose, you fucking put yourself out there. You you brawl. You fought. To the, to you learned a lot, you man. Learn. And it could be painful. They are painful lessons. They suck. But you cannot have that mindset. It just goes right back to the fundamental scarcity mindset. Yes. Zero-sum game, yeah. which jujitsu is not. No. Jiu-jitsu is not. It's very nuanced. Yes. There's a lot of black and white, but there's a whole lot of gray in the middle. 
The gray is what makes it. Dare beautiful. I say, Fifty Shades of it. Oh. Oh. And then that goes out into your life, man. Like the way you interact with your family, with with the people in your neighborhood, and the people in business. Yes. Hopefully, there are pieces of that. Those lessons, pieces of it, there in are. everything you do. There are. I've had, you know, I'm doing these late night migrate or, you know, low, uh, updating on, you know, we're working all night basically. And there's a couple guys that know what I do and, you know, they've seen my ears. So they, they've seen me in person and not everything's been virtual. And they kind of, hey, what are you, you a wrestler? I, I said, I was, I was a wrestler. I was a very bad wrestler. That's why I'm good at jujitsu. I'm good on my back. <laughs> and, uh, and I say good <laughs> in the worst way ever. <laughs> but, you know, they see it the way you carry yourself as well. You know, you carry silent confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a walk around, it was a uh, walk with the big stick, whatever. Dude, if you botch this Teddy quote, I'm never going to speak to you. <laughs> walk quietly and carry a big stick. No. Yes. Speak softly. Speak softly. There carry a big stick. There, carry a big stick. Whatever. So, whatever it is. I was thinking of the movie with the guy with the two by four. Yeah. Not the one with the rock, the old one. But. Uh, walking, what was that for you? No, okay, stop. But it's, you kind of carry. Walking tall? Walking t- is that walking With the rock? Tall? Yeah, was it the rock was yeah. in the second one. They did a know, redo. Dude. There was a know, series man. back but, in the 70s. You know, Teddy Roosevelt was a little born. bit better than the rock. Sorry, guys. Uh, way better than the rock. But the point is. That was him talking about, like, how they were going to have foreign policy in, like, the Latin Americas and, and things like that. Yeah. It's, you know, not fucking around. Exactly. It's carrying your, it's how you carry yourself. And, like the Panama Canal and all that stuff. Yeah. Because now you're going on a diatribe. You're getting good. It's with important it that we learn these things, dude. It is. I, I forgot about all that stuff. I've In this great future, you can't forget your past. <laughs> no woman, no cry. No woman, no cry. Right? <laughs> That's a good one. Look at you. But the way you carry Close yourself. Close that door, dude. Yeah, it sounds like this noon class is rip roaring, ready to go, dude. Where else? In the world, like this is this is us having a case of the Mondays. Yes. Do you hear these freaking people? There's like 30 people in there. They're so happy to be here. Yeah. Most people right now, like, you should have seen Melissa on her first uh, conference call this morning. I was like, <laughs> I felt so bad. I made her a coffee. I did the dishes. I felt so bad. She you was like, yeah. And I'm like, get all my stuff in the bag. I'm right? like, I'm going to jujitsu. That's the whole, the whole and that, you, I don't, well, you don't hear it. It's different because this is your business. But I've heard, man, you're there all the time. I'm like, why wouldn't I be? This is my why happy place, I dude. I go, Imagine going to Disneyland every day, and it doesn't get tiring. And it, you're not waiting in lines for 95 minutes. You're participating actively the entire time yeah, you're there. Dude. Why wouldn't I want to be here? I we, mean... Well, here's I, what you do so well. You do it better than I do. You exude that when you're off the mat. You're one of the best ambassadors for jujitsu like I've ever met, and you're not pushy. I just tell Mostly because you're a shitty salesman. I'm a terrible Which salesman. I don't know how your dad... No, crazy. no, no. I'm Dad's actually, a salesman. Look, I could, yeah, I can, I can sell. I could sell. Yeah. I sold when just, first of just not in an elevator. Just you not get in nervous. An I get nervous in confined <laughs> places. You know, and again, I actually hate elevators. By the way, but I, but here's the thing: you can't sell somebody on this. Yeah. And you know, I went it's to, not, uh, and I don't think it's a sell. I think, and and if you consider, you could, if you're a good salesman, you'll get them to inquire, especially in this. I think it's I don't even niche. try, dude. You know, I I'm don't. not saying. I'm just saying in general. I think that when you sit there and you're not selling and you're showing. Yes, that's what you do, And you're showing these people. And, and I, I guess I do it all the time because I'm like, and I always preface this with, I don't give a, 
F what it is. Go find your why to use a worm. I say it all the corny. time. It is corny, but it's true. It's just overused, which is which sucks, man. Because that's also, a good phrase. The, it is great, but it's more go find your thing. What's the thing that's going to get you go? I don't care if it's what it is. If it's a weekend softball league, fine. Dive in knee deep. Be serious about Be it. Be serious about it. That means everything you're doing leading up to that is going to improve you when you're playing it. Yeah. I don't, whatever it is. Golf's a great example because most guys that golf, they don't just golf once a day. They're chipping balls. I'm, I can't tell you how many times I'm putting golf balls in conference calls. I'm chipping golf balls around my basement, trying yeah. to knock the, knock the ceiling like that. <laughs> but I'm always, and it's a constant thing. And you know, what it is is you have a constant feel of the grip in your hand. You've got the feel. You're working on the dedication that goes into it because if you want to be good at it, and this is kind of a, a diatribe, but if you want to be good at it, it's not just one day a week. It's many days a week that helps you get there. Yes, and what you're saying, I love what you're saying because we're not selling jujitsu right now. No. Like what you're saying is, you know, find something that, that like sets your soul on fire. And get your ass this burned, is important, man, man because if you're listening to this, like we started this by saying there are going to be people in your life who, who could train and they will, you know? So like just the best way to, to help somebody on the mat is don't fucking try to sell them on it. Just tell them what it's doing for you. Show them what it's doing for you. You're a good example, man, because you're, you're fucking ripped to the bone. You know, you you exude this enthusiasm for yeah, jujitsu. It's true. And all you really talk about is like what it does for the people around you, yeah. and like why you love being here. You don't try to sell people on bullshit, and I that's don't. that's what works. Yeah. But you know, beyond that, it's those people in your life, you know, who can train and will. Great, bring them in. There are people who can train and won't. That's fine. That's fine. But do what you just said. Help them find something that's going to set their soul on fire. Yeah. And make sure it's a, a positive thing. One of the things that being great at the cross country bong team, or you know, <laughs> play with the, the pong, all the beer pong, all the time, yeah. it may be fun on the weekends, but making your life dedicating it to it is probably not the way to go. Yeah, dude. So I wanted to say this, man. Professor Brian up at Ricardo's. I remember he would end class with this sometimes, especially the white belt class, and it would be like, like guys, like bring your friend in for a jujitsu class, which is not what I'm saying, but the yeah. next point is. And you'd be like, you know, how, you know, and the thing people always say is like, man, I don't really have that kind of influence over my friends. Oh, you do? Right. Okay. Professor Brian would say, you know, how many of you guys can text your friends right now to meet you at the bar on Friday? And every single one of them are going to be there. Raise your hands, yeah. You know, how many of your friends can you get over to your house on Sunday to eat wings, drink beer, and watch the game? You know, you can influence your friend. You do influence your friends. Yep. It's just, it's a little bit more difficult to get them to do something positive. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be drag them to to jujitsu. Start small, man. Like just do something a little bit more positive. That's what I mean by these little ripples. Yeah. Like we're not going to get everybody to train, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe we could get more than we do right now. If like, you could get, I, I, and again, I've said this before, and I will say it again, and I will say it till I'm blue in the face. If I could just share what I have for this. With somebody, if I could bottle it, put it in this bottle of water, right? Obviously, be older bottle of water, yeah. you know. But if somebody could just have a little bit of, you know, what what I what we have for what we have here, and say, try this. These people would their lives would be changed, yeah, completely changed. And if I could s go up to somebody, I don't care what you're doing. You could be a I don't know, a salesman, you could be a librarian at a school. It doesn't matter. 
And I said, I'm going to give you this red pill or I'm going to give you this blue pill. Yeah, dude. And this pill is going to change your life. Open your mind. Right. Open your you're, soul. All right. Open you're, you're, your doing, you're, doing the, you're doing the matrix thing? Yeah. What's the downside of the red pill? Why, why would somebody not want the red pill? Because life as you now know will never be the same. Right. It opens your eyes to, to the harsh reality of what? Reality. You've been yeah. fucking plugged been into this thing. You're just it. a human battery. Yeah. And that's painful, man. It is painful, but the change that you go through makes everything far better than if you didn't make take the pill. If you took the blue pill and everything went on, it was the same. Yeah. You're it, the change. God damn it, man. I'm I'm rippity pit when we talk about this. <laughs> Did you just say rippity pit? I am rippity pit. I get the, I get so much juice. I I really do. I mean, and it's Look, I could say it's the training. Talk to me a little bit about the text you got. You don't have to say who, but the message you got. Yeah, so I got a I got a text from one of the guys, um, and he basically said he hates me because, <laughs> and I'm and I'm I'm all for it. I hope everybody hates me. I'm clapping. Somebody's taking their first Uh-oh, class. That's awesome. Gotta love that. Yes. Jiminy crickets, dude. They good? must be listening to the podcast. <laughs> but basically, the the person said that um, I. And it's, it feels weird saying this, but it's like I inspire him to keep getting his ass up in the mornings to come into classes, to do the extra work after a long day of work, to just keep coming in and keep getting after it. And really, not just being a part of it, but becoming a part of it. Yes. Really engra- embracing it all. Because life's not easy. This thing's not easy. But this makes it better. Yeah. This makes it better. And this person, you know, I, I mean, I hate to do this because I'm going to screw it all up. So well, basically, after Gordon Ryan did, said to me, after you did. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because you're old and salty. It's because you inspire me to wake up at 445 in the morning to train jujitsu and ex- exercise after putting in a 17 hour work day. I do things that suck that make me a better person. A lot of it's your fault. Thanks for my... <laughs> My my making my life miserable. Have a terrible day. I love you too, brother. Yeah. Just so you know, I truly love you. And it made my it made my week. Yeah, you know, Dude, and that that's got to be maybe the prime example of what we're talking about today. It's completely it. It's completely it. And I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I've had those. I've had many of those. And it hasn't been just jujitsu people. It's that people, friends from the military. Dude, that's what I'm talking about, man. It's that, it, man. And, I, and I've said to him, I said, dude, I don't care what it is. I don't know if I could do it. My, I don't care what it is. Go find something. Find that thing, that why. Whatever it is that drives you that every morning when you wake up, you wake up. I woke up today. My allergies. My back is killing me from being uh, doing manual labor all weekend. With stupid sod and still, stuff. Still ugly. I, ugly as hell. Huh. But I woke up today and I went. I get to teach class tonight. I get to go on the advanced class. Yeah, it's Monday, dude. Roll. We're excited. How many people woke up and go, oh, F, it's Monday? All of them. We woke up and went, All of them. It's Monday. It's a new week. We get to start all over again and we get to get get that ball rolling. Oh, dude, it goes further than that, man. I got. It's deep. It's a deep pull. I don't really get those kinds of messages like you do because maybe I'm not as inspiring because I'm of a, like a normal age. <laughs> but uh, you know what happened over COVID that felt real good was I was getting a lot of messages from people I never talked to, not in like 20 years, like yeah. a lot of people from high school, um, you know, like extended family friends on Melissa's side, yeah. they were shooting me messages like, 
you know, we love seeing what you guys are doing. Like, it's it's so powerful what you're doing for the kids. I remember these. Yeah, a lot of that stuff was going. I saw some people from high school a couple of weeks ago. They were at, a like, one of my friends had a party for her kid. Yeah. And the same thing, man. They're like, yo, we watch you. We see what you're doing. This, You know, what you're doing for the kids is, is powerful. Yeah. And th- th- that's one of the ripples, man. These people are not going to train. No. But one of them is like, yo, I'm going to bring my, my kid to your uncle's school now. Like, yep. I got to get him started. Isn't that awesome? That's huge, man. It is huge. And, and, and that's the... And I never. It's huge. Only, it's huge because what's going to happen for that five-year-old now? Life's going to change. It's life have a whole new direction that kid in their life is going to have some tools and some abilities and skills that he would not have had otherwise. If man. he didn't do this, yeah, it like sitting there something. watching like uh, Coco Melon on fucking <laughs> the iPad all day. Now this kid's going to learn how capable he is, yeah. and he's going to be inoculated. With, I like to use that word, inoculated against this bullshit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes. The bullshit. The bullshit. With a capital B. Yeah. That's kind of like what we're doing here. So, man, I, I like th- that you brought up the red pill and the blue pill. So I think our our job is this, is to red pill as many people as we can to the fact that what you do, I like what you do, what you represent, because, you know, you're 100. 103. And yeah, dude, you got a lot physically that you, you overcome, yeah. mostly because you're fucking, you're masochistic and you just abuse yourself. 100%. But you do it, even when you don't no want excuses. to. And like you, uh, people don't know this. Like you don't sleep well. No, terrible. you know, yeah, man. And like you, you get up. You I look, you look like a catcher's <laughs> mitt. <laughs> I feel like a catcher's mitt. But you're mess here today. anyway, man. Yeah. And people are not blind to that, dude. Especially a guy like the guy that messaged you. He's yeah. an impressive guy in his own right. He's awesome. Like let's not get this twisted. No, no, no. He's a, a motivated, ambitious, like go getter. Yes. And uh, full of energy. Yeah, and he's inspired by you. Yeah. Like th- that's you, you can red pill people to the, not to the stark realization that they're just fucking losers, cogs in a wheel that no. are plugged into their no. screens. That's not what I'm saying. But they may feel that way. Yeah. But what I, the red pill I think we need to do is ha- help people to realize like your body can do all these things that we've got people of, of every background that you can imagine yeah. every different, you know, physicality, body type, yeah. socioeconomic background right? Different abilities. We've got everybody under the sun yes. and they've all agreed to come in and try to get better. We're the United Nations in here. Totally. do not realize. Totally. It. There could but, be, we could literally have multiple. Yeah, dude, look, whatever. We're diverse. We're not we're very diverse. Know, I don't want to get into like woke bullshit. No, 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 we've no, got no. everybody. I'm not saying it in that sense. I'm just trying to say that it's, it's, it, it's truly across the board, the people that we have in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the big lesson is is people get conditioned to believe that like, all right, I'm not 27 anymore, I can't do anything. That's or, bullshit. Or I'm, you know, I'm 100 pounds overweight, so I'm toast. Bullshit. Dude, we got one of the moms here. I, I tip my every time I come in, I, I give her a fist bump. Now I'm like, dude, look at you go. Yeah. Look at you go. I'm not gonna say who, man, but she's, she's been doing her best. Yeah. You know, like you know, she had realized that it was time to make a big change. Yeah. And to her fucking credit, man, she's been doing it. And that's awesome. You know, and that you get nothing but a big high five from me and, and total support. Yeah. And the lesson is, she's not training. Yeah. Not yet. I'm sure she, she will. will. And when she does, she should be a fucking purple belt from how many classes she's already watched. <laughs> but, uh, dude, that's all I ask. Yeah. I don't ask you to jump on and take an advanced class on day one. I ask you to just take the red pill, which is... A, it it, it re, make, helps you be self-aware yeah. and realize it's time to make a change. Positive change. And just start yeah. doing something, man. And I think one of the big things you do for people is, yeah, you're not salesy because you suck at it, but you, you exude 
you're the results, man. You're the results walking around. Yeah. You know, I think it's easy for us to look at a guy like Tony and 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 just be blind to to the fact that jiu-jitsu did that for him. Yeah. Like he's ripped to the bone, happiest guy totally I know. Because, you know, he's like 35, you know. He's young. Yeah, he's man, younger, and younger. he just looks like a kid. You, dude, you're 51 now? 51. When is your birthday? You'll October. Be fi- yeah, you'll be 52. You're fucking ripped to the bone. But I, beyond that, dude, your your level of enthusiasm. For most 52-year-olds, I'll stop calling you 52. No. For, for most 51-year-olds. It is what it is. What am I For most 51-and-a-half-year-olds. There you go. As, as my daughter would say. <laughs> dude, like Rogan says this a lot. Like mo- most men yeah. live lives of quiet desperation, yeah. right? And that's Thoreau. Last time I think he said, uh, Emerson said it, but it was Thoreau at Emerson's Lake, like okay. Pond. Um, dude, by the time you're 50, most of the time you're beaten down. Yeah. You're you're jaded. The <coughs> Oh, God, you're dying. Sorry. You're jaded, dude. Like you're, I'm saying all this and you drop dead right in front of me now. It's like the doctor's <laughs> like, it was all the jujitsu. It was, killed him. <laughs> you should have taken a blue pill, dumb bastard. Dude, but like by the time you're you're 51, like you're, you're kind of beaten down. Like the edges just have been softened, you know, chiseled away. And you just start kind of like turning into this shadow of who you once were or worse. Just the shadow of who you could have been. Oh, God. You know what? I, I got to tell you. Dude, that gives me like the that, chills. I'm like, I'm still, I, I, my mentality is more yours or Battle's mentality or Tony's mentality. I have a younger mentality. I'm yeah, like, we're getting, we're not done. I'm still done. growing. Yeah, we're not done. I'm not done. This shit's not over yet. And and I and I say it all the time. So I'm hanging on with both hands. Both hands on this thing. I'm going to ride this baby out. You know what? I mean, I'm gonna I'm doing everything I can every day my life to just keep it going keep the wheels moving keep the wheels going you know keep doing what we're doing but it's hard it's not easy it's uncomfortable yeah but you know if it was hard why would you do it I if agree, everything dude. was easy right i, I get How it many man. times we said that i get it but but you got to admit most people are conditioned to despise discomfort yeah, we talked about it. And that's why it's important for us, man. And I'm not saying me and you. No. I'm talking about everybody who trains. Yes. This is important. If you're listening to this, the the chances are you train jujitsu, right? Yes. Or you know somebody who does, whatever. Or like you're my my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the thing like to take this full circle, dude, and we'll wrap up. Yeah. And we can keep going. That's we can. this topic here. Dude, Riley, Justin Riley was like, dude, stop saying like we're going to wrap up because I'm you know, worried about people's time. He's like, yeah. go for four hours, man. Yeah. We, I want to hear you talk. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get him to do a podcast. He should, dude. He, he would have a good one. We should have him on. We should have him on. He's, again, uh, Justin's the tattooed yogi. Yeah, dude. Uh, good dude. Yeah, yoga rebellion. He's yeah. probably the most talented yogi I've ever seen. Anyway, besides, you know, that, <laughs> the point being like to bring this full circle. Like, this is hard. Yeah. Change is hard. And to really make a physical and even, like, emotional change, there's a lot of discomfort that you have to encounter, embrace, and overcome. Yeah. And we're conditioned to not want to do that. We're conditioned to avoid that at all costs. And what's worse is the world is set up to help you avoid these things. Yes. So if you're listening to this, what I started this by saying was, You've got a sphere of influence around you, whether you know it or not. And there's these ripples, like you said, that go out, whether you know it or not. Yes. If you put a little bit of intention behind it and like add a little bit more like direction and you do it purposefully and you know, you influence those people who are very close to you as positively as you can, yes. just by being an example 
you're going to change their lives. You're going to make it easier for them to make that decision to do the hard thing. And it could be as simple as you just live a better lifestyle, which if you're training, it's going to start happening. And then if you've been doing it for a while, step two would be be a little bit more, be able to articulate it a little bit better. Yes. Right? Exude these things a little bit better. Right? And then, you know, I think beyond that, get your hands on people. Yeah. Be a teacher. Right? Like actively help the people around you. Mentor somebody. Holy shit. Mentor somebody. Inspire somebody. Inspire. That, you, that's hard. If it's you, hard. Yeah. And you don't have to be the inspirational type. You don't need to throw up all these memes and all that crap. By inspiring somebody could be the simplest little flicker. Little takes a spark to start a fire. Yeah, do something hard. Yeah. Do something hard, man. Yeah. And then and, believe in somebody. Yeah, that's the other thing, man. You, I could sit there and tell you all this crap, but if I just say, and go do it, you have to have somebody you got to say, come on, let's go do it. Yeah. Let's go do it. I'm you here can, for you. You can do this. You could do this. Everybody could do this. I, I fully believe, and we've, you know, we've had... And I hate pointing out stupid Ecker, but he's an example of a guy that if he had an he has an excuse to not come in here and not do this. And he's I mean, God bless the guy, man. He's in the medical field. He's working all the time. He's got twelve hour shifts. He's still in class. New, newborn, he's newborn. Got a newborn baby at home. Yeah, I mean, he's got you know he's dropping the two kids off late for advanced level two class every class he can. And yeah, he did show up on time Saturday. I was surprised for uh, something. He must have gotten the schedule wrong. He was like, oh shit, I got here early, no traffic. But a guy like that, man. I mean, he, here's a guy that just he's he's a bad example. He's dude. a bad example. But why is he? Why is he a bad example? But he's a guy full because of he's, excuses. He, yeah, he could no. Have here's excuses. the problem, dude. He's got a couple physical limitations. Yeah. Severe, fucking severe. severe. However, his mind is stronger than mine True. and yours. But what I'm saying is, he has that. That's a not the hard part. Excuse. That's not the hard part. The mental aspect. That's of the hard part. Is the hard part. That's I'm the saying, hard part. I'm talking the mental aspect. Right. He has a guy that if he was, if he wanted to, could say, eh, "I'm not going to do it. I just can't do it. I just, I've got these things." And right. But he's he was blessed with with that that mental yeah. fortitude, and and the that's goal huge. is you got to help people. To just try one thing that's difficult. Yeah. If you do one thing that's difficult, you realize, wow, I'm still alive. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. And step two, you have strengthened your, you know, I can do it muscle, and you have weakened the fuck that yeah. it's uncomfortable yeah. muscle. The you one, started to slay the dragon. There was a meme. I should have shared it, and it wasn't even. It was. Don't uh, bother. Please don't. No, it's awesome, and it's it's the truest aspect of can and can't. I forget the kid's name from Arizona State. One NCAA's national championship wrestler with one leg. Yeah. One leg. And we all know the level of guys that compete at that yeah, level. It's unreal. Guy has one leg. Of course, he's competing at 170 pounds. With those legs, he probably would have been 205. But, <laughs> yeah. but again, a guy that goes in with uh, a massive limitation and still wins. What's the guy from Atos without the arms and the legs? I forget his name. I haven't seen him in a while. Is he still training? He's still. I think he's. I think he's still training. He's a brown belt. I know that. But he was doing um, a lot. A lot of the inspirational talks, tours, and stuff. He's a motivational speaker. Dude, this is. And we'll wrap up right now, man. But I think the lesson is this: like, the difficult part is not the physical limitations. The mental. It's your mental roadblocks. That's the difficult part. And the the good news is. You can just start small, yep. and then you build on it, like anything One else. One I can 
goes a long way. I the agree. second I can. I agree. Goes. And after four or five of those, you're going, oh, I will. Yep. And then you are, I am. And then it's, a, and then and you then, don't, and then, then, more then you don't even worry about it because you're just doing it. And then you're that, you're that person yes. in the middle of those ripples, exactly. right? And then you're giving light. Like one of my favorite quotes might be Victor Frankl. I think it's Victor Frankl. That's the guy from Saturday Night Live? It's the guy who survived the Holocaust. <laughs> you're close. It's uh, what is to give light must endure burning. Yes. That is what is quote. to give light must endure burning. So when we talk about these ripples, another way to look at it is your light. You're shining positivity, positivity into the world, which sounds corny and sounds cliche. But the world fucking sucks sometimes. Yeah, it does. And if you have the ability to, to be like a light and, and have this positivity like shining out from you, you do it. However, it's not going to happen by accident. It's not going to happen easily. Nope. You have to endure the burning part first. You got to put the work in on yourself first. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, you're probably already one of those people, yep. even if you've only been doing it for a little while. Yeah. So continue on the path and, you know, let the light shine out. Shine the light on me. All right, man, I'm going to wrap up before you say something else that's stupid. <laughs> and uh, thanks, guys. We'll be back soon. See you, guys.